0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Speak of Money podcast. I'm your host, Mary Deshaun Kinkalar, a certified financial planner practitioner, and I'm founder of speakofmoney.com, a personal finance blog, as well as Kinkalar & Associates, which is a fee-only financial life planning firm. I'm very excited to finally launch this podcast because I really want to help you understand how you can conquer your finances and live the life you want. So with the launch of this first show, I thought it would be useful if I could share with you what you could expect in this episode and future episodes. To do that, I thought you might like to understand a little bit about how Speak of Money came into being, as well as inspire you on why it's so important for you to have financial confidence and control. You see, over 10 years ago, I started my financial planning practice, and right from the beginning, There were a few things I started to notice when I was working with clients that I really had never anticipated while I was preparing to become a financial planner. These were issues that weren't really being addressed in any deep or meaningful way in the coursework that I was going through. So once I got out there and was working with clients, it was kind of a learning experience to deal with these issues as they popped up. The first thing I started to notice was that many people are uncomfortable talking about money. And um, I should rephrase that, let me say it, that they're uncomfortable talking about their money, their personal financial situation. And sometimes they're very uncomfortable, even when they're dealing with a financial professional. I've had many people tell me they delayed working with a financial planner because of the way talking about money issues made them feel, and they were afraid of what I might think. They were basically afraid of being judged. And these are people from all types of backgrounds, different incomes, different net worth. They're not just folks that are struggling to make ends meet. So for them, talking about their finances made them feel very vulnerable. It also raised all of these other emotions around that can come up with money like guilt, fear, overwhelm, you know, that list of feelings could just go on and on. And so people were ignoring it. They'd make excuses saying maybe they're not good with numbers or this stuff doesn't interest me, but I felt there had to be a little bit more to it. Plus, we're also conditioned as a society to think it's not polite to talk about money. You don't want to sound obsessed with money. You don't want to be greedy. You don't want to be that obnoxious person. And somehow we can take that to mean just avoid the subject. So a lot of people I find have an easier time talking about their medical conditions, their relationship, religion, politics. They can talk about all these things in public, but the thought of talking about money, they shut down. They just can't open up about it. What I realized was that if just talking about their money could trigger all of these hot button issues for them, obviously dealing with their finances would probably raise the same emotions. So not only do they avoid talking about their finances, they give the management of their money the same level of focus. They think of it as a burden, a chore, and in some cases, they just completely ignore the situation and hope someone or something is going to rescue them. You hear all the time people are hoping for winning the lottery, maybe they're thinking an inheritance is going to get them out of a sticky situation, or they just turn over control to someone else. But these scenarios usually don't work out very well. What can end up happening is they actually allow these money issues to run their life. You could also say they allow them to ruin their life because they may not see the impact right away. It's gradual and chips away over time because they aren't giving their financial life the proper attention. And I want to be clear about that. I didn't just say they aren't giving their finances the proper attention. I'm saying they aren't giving their financial life the proper attention. I created the Speak of Money blog and named it that way because I wanted to encourage the idea that it's okay to talk about money. It's good, and it shouldn't be something you hide from. The reason it's so important to take this on is that the way you think and feel about money, it has a direct impact on how you approach not only your finances, but other aspects of your life. When you ignore or half-heartedly deal with your money, and you kind of operate from this place of fear or confusion and dread, your money and life are out of balance. It's possible that you're holding yourself back from fulfilling your purpose in life. Essentially, you could be undermining yourself, as well as depriving yourself of special experiences and opportunities. So the number one reason I started this Speak of Money blog, and now this podcast, is that I don't want you to ignore your financial life anymore because it's really more about your life than it is about money. But there's more. My second early discovery was that when I was giving financial advice, not every client would follow through on what I was telling them. Many would follow through on the action steps, but some just wouldn't do it. Here it was, they came to me, they paid money for advice, and then somewhere along the line, they didn't implement or follow through on what I had told them to do. You know, usually the excuses I, were, I would hear were there was a lack of time, they got distracted with other things, or they were afraid they were going to make a mistake. But I had a feeling there was more to it. Now, I have a degree in behavioral science, but when I took additional studies to become a financial planner, we focused on the facts and figures. It's more the quantitative aspects of money. And while financial planners do help their clients with goal planning, diving into the qualitative life issues around money. That really wasn't something being done 10 years ago. So I started to dig into human behavior and personal development to try to understand why people were having problems fulfilling their financial plans. Why were they getting stuck? It wasn't that they didn't have the knowledge. These were very smart people and I had given them specific action steps. It couldn't have been much easier than that. So there had to be a little bit more. I wanted to understand how I could help them make the shift from financial apathy to being fully engaged, and I wanted to do it in a way that worked for them. I wasn't trying to turn them into financial professionals. I just wanted to know how I could inspire them to be aware and engaged, and basically so they could get comfortable with their finances, so they could make smarter decisions and start to experience personally fulfilling lives. What I came up with was something that was pretty simple that many of us need a lot more than just practical financial tips, facts, and figures. The real issue getting in the way for these people was it was usually tied to their personal perspective on money, their thoughts, their feelings, emotions, all those things that were around money, as well as their financial habits or lack of financial habits. No matter how great The advice might have been financial advice is useless unless you know how to manage your personal perspective on money. Because once you understand that, you can manage your money mindset and you're more likely to take constructive action rather than destructive action. And that's what really creates behaviors that lead to healthy financial habits over the long term. I learned that I needed to help guide clients through not just the practical parts of money, but also the emotional and behavioral aspects to mastering money. These are three key areas that need to be in alignment with each other, and it's something that's often overlooked, even by professionals. But it's so important if you want your financial life working for you and not against you. With the Speak of Money podcast, I want to focus our episodes on helping you to develop these three critical areas. So let me go over them with you right now. The first element to mastering your finances is about becoming smart with your finances. It's about building practical knowledge around money. It's the skills and information you need to make wise decisions. Now, there's a lot of information available out there already. Some of it is very good, and some of it is complete garbage designed to kind of confuse and and sell things to you. My job is to help you focus on what is truly useful and important to you what's relevant to you, while also knowing what to ignore and how you can evaluate between the different offerings that are available to you. The second aspect to mastering your finances is all about becoming comfortable with your money. This ties back to what I was saying was holding a lot of people up, not being comfortable with money and the topic of money. It's about understanding your personal perspective on money, you need to become aware of how your money mindset, your history, the stories you hold on to, whether those stories are in your conscious or subconscious brain, you have to understand how these are impacting your emotions, your feelings, and behavior with money. It's not about being a victim of your history or your past or what you believe in. It's about using that information to improve your behavior going forward. The third part to Mastering Your Money is often overlooked, but it's critical. It's about being focused. This is about taking constructive action with your money, developing simple but impactful action steps. We're not talking about busy work here or overly complicated budgets and spreadsheets. It's just simple, steady, consistent change that can turn into healthy financial habits over time. Starting with this podcast and each future episode, I plan to include a practical knowledge-building element a personal money mindset exercise for you, and a behavioral challenge for you to take on. Now, I don't want this episode to run too long, but here are your three homework items for this coming week. For step one, it's about building your financial knowledge. So we're going to do some practical information building. Now, it can be overwhelming just knowing where to start, This first week, I'm going to ask that you send me your financial questions by visiting the speakofmoney.com website. You can go to either the show notes for this episode, or you can hit the contact tab and fill out the contact sheet with your question. Now, I can't reply personally, but I plan to use your questions on a general basis for a future podcast or blog post. I want you to understand that, as always, this podcast is for informational purposes, and you shouldn't consider it as personal, financial, legal, tax, or medical advice. I can't be held responsible for actions you take based on listening to this podcast, so always check with a professional to obtain personalized and timely guidance. That said, I do want your information so that we can learn from it. If you have these questions, other people may have the same questions. It'll help me create content that's more relevant to where you are in life and what you're looking at. For step two, it's about getting comfortable with money. So I'd like you to consider keeping a journal. And starting this week, I'd like you to write down what you feel was the best financial decision that you've ever made, as well as the worst financial decision you've ever made. What were they? How did they make you feel at the time they happened? How do they make you feel now? Do these hold any influence over you today? Do they impact how you make financial decisions today? In what way? Kind of explain this. Write it out. I hope you'll find that this exercise can unlock some areas where you may be holding yourself back, and they could be impacting your decisions, financial or life decisions. So feel free to share if you wish. You can do that on the website in the comment section, or you can send me a reply via the Contact Us page. Working through on a journal, it helps you put the thoughts down on paper, but don't be surprised if you put down some initial thoughts and then come back to a day or so later and say, you know what? I've got other things that I would have put in there and I didn't even think about them right now. It's a time to explore and there are no right or wrong answers. It's just a matter of digging a little deeper to understand how these things can be impacting you. The third piece, the third step for you in your homework, is to help you take constructive action with your financial life. And since we are heading into the end of January already, it's hard to believe, but some of you may have made New Year's resolutions, some of you may not, but if you have, you may have trouble keeping and holding on to them. You know, starting in early December and continuing through January, I get bombarded with email messages pushing me on how to reinvent myself, or start the new year with a new you, or make this the best year ever, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know about you, but these messages really kind of great on me. I, I, I feel like I'm always being under attack, and I just tune out. Now, I really believe it's important to create goals. Obviously, I'm a financial planner, and that's what, one of the main things we like to focus on. But you have to do this on terms that are right for you if you want them to really stick. And I believe strongly that goals need to be based on your personal values. And frankly, between the holidays and year end deadlines, January 1st is just a lousy time for me to plan anything. I prefer to do it in January, later in the month. It gives me a chance to lay out my thoughts. And I come away a little more re energized because I know that I'm not under this timeline that has to be done January 1st. So I have a handout on the website under the show notes that will give you kind of a jump start to helping you with your goal planning. And it lays out focusing on your vision, your personal mission, and then your goals. So it kind of is an alignment with your personal values. And I encourage you to go through that exercise. And then in the next episode, we can review that framework to see how it worked out for you. I'll share with you how I did mine and we can compare notes. Again, make sure to visit speakofmoney.com for links to the items that I've mentioned in this show and leave your comments. I'm anxious to hear what you think, and I'm looking forward to creating some really great podcasts in the future, along with some special guests that will be on these shows. But until our next show, I want you to make time to get smart, comfortable, and focused with your money. It's your financial life, not just your money. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, cheers.